Hashem is Barach. Yoim Rabbi Leparshus Truma. Days the Rosh Chodesh Adar Risha. Yesterday we mentioned how. of Binyan HaMishkan what was, which was for the purpose of Hashroyes Hashchina there was a requirement of Nidivus Halev there was a requirement of doing something completely we want to point out that that's a very unusual thing. Generally, we say, Godel Hametsuva Vaisa, Yaiser Misha'enin Metsuva Vaisa. Greater is somebody's Metsuva Vaisa more than somebody who's not mitzvah voice. Now what's the godless of someone who does something out of a, a feeling of mitzvah voice? He's oivet Hashem mitoich a hechrich So Taisvus asks this question, and he says, "Why is a mitzvah va'oseh more greater than someone who's not a mitzvah va'oseh, and still in all he does it behisnadvus, benedivas lipa, willingly?" So Taisvus says that. The mitzvah v'oise is a person that is doyik. He has, it is somebody whose mind is doyik that maybe he won't fulfill his obligation. Now, what is the difference? If somebody is an Einoi Mitzvah Va'oseh, Taisva says, he does not experience an emotion of daiva, of worry. He's happy to do what he's doing if it's not perfect, if it's not Bedikta Godel, it's Nishkeferloch, and on the other hand, we find that to somebody who does something, mitzad, mitzuvah v'oiseh, he feels that he's an evet, there's a certain servitude. He feels a hechot to do what he's doing. That therein lies kabolas oil mouth to 
someone who does something for somebody at a Kabbalah's oil is greater. Now what does greater mean? Is he a greater person? Does that mean to say a husband who's petrified from his wife and therefore he goes shopping and therefore he makes calls and therefore he does all kind of wonderful things. Or a wife that's petrified from her husband's wrath is going to get ticked off and all day long she's worried because of his wrath. Is that better? Is that greater than someone, a couple, who perform actions out of love for each other? Imagine you met a wife and you ask, you see the wife is preoccupied with the rutsen of her husband. And you ask her, why are you so preoccupied? It's very impressive. I've seen this in my life and I've posed this question. And on some occasions, rare, that they don't usually don't take a trip. <coughs> you never saw my husband, <laughs> you never saw my husband's reaction when his will is not fulfilled. So I want to keep the boat steady. And I felt terrible for her. And I once had a man who was a person that used to wake up 5 o'clock every morning and dive in and go to work, and he worked, literally, 10 to 12 hours a day, and then he would come home, and his wife would tack on the refrigerator a whole list of chores that she expected him to do. And the man, I used to learn with him when after work, it was like, I saw it, was like, that stop. The guy was petrified. I said, what's the shot? He said, trust me, you don't want to discover her wrath. Baruch Hashem, I was able to discover her wrath. <laughs> and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> and I realized how dangerous this was. This was a woman who wrote a letter to her husband that she was very happy the shaykhs we had as long as I was getting him to do her will. But when the, <laughs> I was telling him to free himself from the bonds with a smile and just ignore it and let her scream a little bit and get used to it, that you're also a free person, you're not an Evan Kanani over here, so good enough you bring home the big fat Parnosifer a few hundred thousand dollars a year, why should you have to serve a service also? Or us also? Well, get a servant. You, you, you have a problem getting a service? No, I pay for a servant. I pay for people working out. And she stays home all day. But she says, you know, she told me once, you know how tiring it is to stay home all day? I said, maybe if you started working a little bit, it wouldn't be so tiring. Everybody gets tired on vacations. But I couldn't believe it. This is a very scary person, to say the least. And anybody who didn't do her well, but I told the husband eventually, now is that a nice thing to do? It was awful. So you have to know, first of all, that when you do something between a person and another person, a husband and a wife, where the relationship is based on the love of respect, then there's no question about it. What you prefer is a relationship based on Ahava, 
as opposed to Daiga and Hechus. But on the other hand, let's say you have an employee who does who works for you, and that you have to get a job done. There's a specific job that he has to do. And he says, I love this job. Now, that's great. But I want him to feel like he's a mukhrich also. See, when somebody acts out of love, so what happens is, love usually wanes. It goes up and down. It doesn't stay all the time. Even if a guy likes a job, there are many people who like doing what they're doing, but if there's no hechrich to do what they're doing, they, the nature is they tend to slack off. But if a guy knew that he would lose his job, or as much as he loves his job, he also has a hechrof to do the job, because he might lose his job, then, you know, that person is going to be a better producer and a better product. So it depends on the relationship. I know a fellow who is looking for a job. So somebody told him, looking for an employee, somebody told him, you know, the kind of job you have, there are a lot of people who love doing it. He said, I don't want volunteers. Because volunteers are not committed. That's why they're volunteers. Even if they enjoy the job, they're only committed as much as their enjoyment and as much as they are something else. I want them to get paid and they have to know they have something to lose by lack of performance. I know a person who once was going for a shtel, and the fellow who was interviewing asked the person, what's your shaloy l'shmo? I want to know what your shaloy l'shmo is. You need the parnasa? Is that important to you? I want to know what your shaloy l'shmo is. Guy who answered it, I don't need to put us. So what the show? You and I. That guy has no hechus. So you have to know that Akadish Baruchu, we have a dual relationship. Akadish Baruchu first wants us to have a Kabbalah's oil malchus shema. Akadish Baruchu wants us to be a doyik. If a person the first thing you do is you train a child from a baby, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elikeinu, Hashem Echad. That's Kabbalah's oil mouth in Shema. A person has to know that doing mitzvahs is a very nice thing, but it's not a choice. Anybody who does mitzvahs at a choice, whenever he doesn't feel a hechrich, he doesn't perform. You show me a person in the yeshiva, that does, just does what he's supposed to do without a hechrich, that person is what you call a fear weather Talmud. When the weather is fear, then he's being a Talmud, and he's learning, and he's performing. The weather's not perfect, guy dismisses Siddur, and there's no consequences. So the guy says, I learn what I want to learn. There has to be a consequence. Because otherwise... So the person who understands is a consequence. I remember my Zayda when he used to give shurim, the Baal I was amazed, growing up and listening to him, put an oil on these people. 
I'll never forget, he would call all the Balabatim and he would say to them, where were you last night for the share? And I remember thinking, like, what's in his business? The guy's like 60 years older. And we, where were you last night? And the guy would say, I, I went away with my wife. He would say, don't do it again on that night. Find some other time. This is too valuable, you don't miss. That became the heavens. They were petrified to <laughs> Now, of course, he gave encouragement and he commended somebody who came. But you knew you didn't come, you had an answer. And sometimes even family simchas, know what you should say? Next time, send your wife. You go to learn. You have a kvias, your kvias comes first. Now, a person who just comes out of love, so whenever anything else comes up, okay, now I love that, now I love this. So I'm not here for that. I don't love it that much. And that's what happens. So it's interesting that even though God will and doing something out of Yerushalayim is a basic way at Kaddish Baruch who wants us to serve Him. And that's why you have to know that children when they have a chinuch and a talmud, when he has a chinuch, he has to understand, he has to perform out of year. Now what happens is, many people try to, don't like to work out of hechot. And these same people, when they go to jobs in the world, I'm amazed. If they don't step up to the plate and they act like yeshivish, they lose their jobs right away. I've read so many articles but people who tried to employ yeshiva people who went through the system. Some were more matzliach, some were less matzliach, but they didn't go to work, and they think that it's like yeshiva. You tell your chavrusi, you look at the clock, it's 10.30, you give a stretch, it's 10.30. You show up 11.20, you come back. What happened? I ask you, we go to the bathroom, and the guy goes to work, tries the same shit. the exact same thing. After, after, after twice, the boss gives him a notice, uh, your performance. What's the matter? He came to the bathroom in this place. The boss said, it's not a yeshiva. <laughs> it's a workplace. Welcome to the real world. Or, the guy shows up 20 minutes late, and the works place, no such thing. You're 20 minutes late, you don't have a job. What are you, a mechutzif? You're behaving, you're not a man. You have no seichel. You have no achreit. Oh, but I, I tried to come in time. My wife, my wife had a, a thing. I had to stop by a by a by a donut. I didn't eat breakfast today. I had to have it longer. I had to dive into this. There's no such music. People don't understand. They're like babies. And when you tell them, wake up and smell the coffee. So one guy told me, I guess I'm never going to go to work. <laughs> I'm gonna remain. I'm gonna remain in yeshiva all my life. <laughs> I see you're gonna be a loyutzlov because you have no sense of any kabbalas oil. I want to explain something. When, what kind of kabbalas oil is not correct? What kind of kabbalas oil is wrong? And what kind of kabbalas oil is right? After two matches. One excuse. 
very hurtful. And a person has to understand what's hechrich is not good and what hechrich is not good. See, a person who presumably is in a yeshiva, and that person in the yeshiva, presumably, he wants to be in the yeshiva. And presumably, he wants to be matzliyev. So he understands there are performances that are necessary to do. You have somebody who doesn't want to be in the yeshiva. He's there either because it's a parking lot, or because his parents pushed him into it, or because he got married and the system said, you have to be in the yeshiva. That's why somebody in the light a fall off the tracks. I mean, it's not taking to learn. Long time learners. Anybody tell me a long time learner? You know what I say? Show me how you learn that. I can tell you right now how long you're going to learn. Five years are going to be a nest. I remember a guy told me, he was fighting, fighting about the panos and support. He said, I need 10 years support. I said, 10 years support? If you learned for 10 years, Mashiach would come. I tell him, if you learn for five years, it's going to be a nest. A year and a half after the guy got married, he started to flake off. So I gave the guy a call. I said, I heard you flaking off. So what happened to the five or ten years? I said, you're, you're doing bad. That's not easy. I said, not even, you're just doing terrible. You're not even doing remotely what you're supposed to do. Okay, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Maybe it's not for me. You can't you fail you what you are. You're a failure society. You're not going to be able to do a job. Don't be a menial laborer that could do one of these cleaning jobs in the yeshiva. You can come in the middle of the night and maybe clean, clean the yeshiva. Maybe you'll get a job like that. They'll do it in the middle of the night when no one's around. They won't see him when he comes, when he comes. You have to check it. You, when you go to a job, you have to clock in. You clock out. It's not a half girl. And how many times, you, you, I see it in the, all the newspapers, all the magazines from people, they write, I can't hire yeshiva people. Because they have such a Jewish attitude, like Sukumse, and they're doing me a favor, taking my money. They don't understand I'm running a business, and they don't understand it's not Christ the business. They're Mufka, they're Mufkarim, they're Petroya Adam, they're Ganovim, they're Gazlonim, it's Pudgeon. They lack basic decency. Somebody, remember a guy, guy was asking, where did this guy, they never any Chinuch in Yeshiva? So no. No. That's what happened. So that's why there must be a hechrich. A person has to train himself to be a mochrich. But the hechrich is a great thing when it's a hechrich that you really want to succeed in. If you don't want to be in yeshiva and a guy is machriach you, then it's a failure. That's like putting a gun to your head and a guy being machriach you to dance in the snow. That's never going to be productive. That's not going to be kabbal the soil. We're talking about being kabbal the oil that I want to be Makam. We're talking about a person saying, I have a Ratzin to do the Ratzin of Hashem, and I want to be a Mokhrim. I really want to be, feel like I have no choice. So then you have to put yourself in a Miskeres, and that Miskeres creates a situation But if a person wakes up and says, I don't want to be in the issue, and then somebody goes and forces him, then it's terrible. Then that's, that's no purpose. A behemoth, you machriach, because the behemoth's job, tafkir, is to work. So you machriach, you train him. You have to you machriach him till he's trained. 
If a person doesn't want to be trained, but presumably a person in, in yeshiva wants to be wants to be trained. So that's number one. A person has to have that creates performance. Fear creates the greatest performance. What motivates people is there's no motivator like a hechaf. The worst thing is a guy that doesn't care. There's once a guy that learned over here and. He was the most laid-back citizen you ever met in the world. I mean, there was no hechrif. He came to me to get a hechrif. He asked me, help me get a hechrif. He was the kind of guy who used to come one day. He came out. And he liked to learn. He enjoyed learning. He had a stick of lumbar shakabi. He said, what can I do? <laughs> and he wake up again. <laughs> and he go to sleep all times. And, he was just, and I loved the guy. He was, I was a nice guy. I still was a and then he got married. And he married a very rich girl. And they sold him to all kind of money. But his father-in-law, mother-in-law, expected him to produce. <coughs> you know what he said? Let me tell you about myself. I'm a chilled out, laid back kind of guy. You can shout, you can scream, you can threaten. I don't care. Nothing Motivates. So the parent said, "Okay, we won't support you." He said, "I'll figure something out." <laughs> he said, "We won't give you a car." He said, "No, I guess I don't need a car." <laughs> there was nothing. I remember thinking, "You need a car." He said, "Mechatayisim." <laughs> so I'll stay in bed some more. He said, "Mechatayisim." You want to go shopping? He said, "My wife will need a car too. She'll figure something out. Don't worry about it. They're not going to let her drown." You understand? They'll say they got his wife a car. I said he can't drive it. <laughs> he said, Baruch Hashem, I have to go less shopping. <laughs> he took a bus with her to Israel. There was nothing. He said, Baruch Hashem, is there anything I brought to know him? Is there any way I can get to him? To get back? He said, this guy? Nothing. <laughs> Zero. You couldn't hang him. You took away all the clothes from him. He wouldn't buy. <laughs> I have your shirt in the back right now. That'll be enough. I'm telling you, he was the most laid back kind of guy. And I explained to the guy, that's the worst thing. He said, no, it's fine. And he was destroying his life. And he went from there. He said, I like to learn. It's not good enough. No. He went there to Israel. And what he ended up? He ended up telling me staying hours in internet cafes. Hours. And he told me, you know, it's a bad thing. You know how many shiva guys here? I'm not alone. I'm not sure which is the misbenders. <laughs> I just think about the second base of That's <laughs> yeah, so What are you doing there? He's watching movies. Watch my movies. There are no bad things. Watch your movies. Let's check out, you know what I mean? And they threatened they're not going to give him an apartment. They bought him a house. They bought him an apartment. They bought him a apartment. See, you see, I didn't get this stuff anyway. You know, so it was the really, it was tanking the terrible stuff. I told him it's the worst thing. He said, I know. Till he finally decided he wants a job. He wanted a job because his life was pushing so boring. That was, he was driving himself nuts. He said he was going sugar for boredom, for doing nothing for years. So he decided he's getting himself a job. He got him a job in a store. He worked in a store, but they told him, you gotta come on time. You gotta come on time, you gotta do the job. So if you don't, but he came. You know why? He was afraid he'd go back to being bored. He used to wander the streets. He said, that was, that was that bored me. So now he had a He had a hechrich. I even told the guy to hire him. That was another top of the mind. And he did a good job, because he had effort. 
And then he said to me, now I'm bored from my job. What should I do now? I said, why don't you go to school? Get up. Do you think I do it? Can I go to school every day? If you're bored enough and you feel a you can do it. <laughs> so he went to school. And he graduated got a course. He didn't decide to work in that area. He tried selling cars. He tried to he tried shrouds on the side. But he's triggering. He's still finding himself. But he said, I said, you think you can do it? He took a job. He got, he, got, he got the course. He got graduated. He capable of doing something. Very capable guy. No hechrich. That's the worst thing in a person's life. If you have a chance to have an oil to do what you want to do, never give that up. Never give that up. Never let that go. Put yourself in a misgeris, in a situation. That's why you live in a neighborhood. I just met a nice, wonderful young man when I was out of town. And I missed a nice guy. And I was machazic him a lot, a while back, now a couple months ago. And he changed his life, generally, tremendously. And I told him, do you have a hacker? He said, no. I said, you have to join a shul and a neighborhood where you feel you have some pressure. You have to perform. You can't have them one day in one shul, next day no shul, the next day in a third shul, the next day no shul, because they end up having no shul, then you end up not davening at all. You need a hechem. You need to be in a miscarriage. So people ask, where are you? How can I become a davening? How can I become a davening? That becomes your hechem. You say, you're right, I know I need it. So it's a do. Make the move. That's what a person has to have. So when HaKadosh Baruch wants us in our Avodah Hashem, He generally wants us to do but then there's another whole aspect of our relationship to Hashem. It's called the Ava, the, the Ava's Klulay Saich. Where our relationship is one of Ava. It's one of total love that I'm doing, I'm motivated completely out of love. And that was Binyan Hamishim. Binyan HaMishkan was requirement. Hashem said, I don't want you to build the Mishkan out of a feeling of, I have to. I want you to build the Mishkan out of a feeling of, I really want to become one with you, Hashem. For Hashem to have a Shechina, Shoira Beinechem, for Hashem to live with us, that creates, that demands a dveikus and an ahava. The Gemara's Chazal tell us there's a tzaddik and there's a chosid. What is a chosid? Chazal tell us a chosid, a zehu chosid, hamischaseid He poshit does chesed with HaKadosh Baruch we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu does chesed with us. Oilam chesed ibon. What is the meaning that we do chesed with HaKadosh Baruch So the Mesilas Yesharim in Perik Yudches explains that the Madrega of a chesed is someone, a tzaddik, does chayvosed. He does everything he's supposed to do because that's the Ratzin of Hashem. The Chassid does it 
because he wants to do it. That's the chasmus. And this is what he says. Everybody knows the mitzvahs. And their obligation is known to what degree you have to do. But someone who's oyev es haboyrei is barach shemoy ahavoamitis. He's never going to be mishtadel and focus to pattern himself in what is known. He fulfilled his obligation that everybody is included. This fellow is going to be like a Ben who loves his father. If the father would just be Megala, his dad's a little bit, that he wants something, the son will already increase in this matter and in this Maisa, whatever he's able to. Even though his father never told him, even Pam He's Maven, this is the Ratzon of his father, even though he didn't say it Beferish, he wants to bring, he says, know what that causes? That brings Oise Nachas Ruach, love. Ashrei Mishu Godel B'tayr V'amoli B'tayr is wonderful. You know what the highest Madrig is? V'oise Nachas Ruach. L'yotzer. It does a Nachas Ruach. A person, many people do things for their father that looks like Av. It's not. They're doing it because they want their father to love them back. Or they want their father to give them something. Or they want their mother to think they're special. So they'll go to the mother's mother, do you need the garbage taken out? Do you need me to go shopping for you? Oh, what a good son, what a nice son. I didn't even tell him, I didn't scream at him, did the garbage out. And he came to think, oh, what a son. That's what a person has to understand. That's not what it is. He says, a person who is Avu, when you see Be'ishli Ishtoi, he says, an Avu B'noi, a Rabbi V'Talmidoi, when it's people who have an Avu, Azu, Be'emes, Be'neim, they never say, I'm doing as much as is expected of me. And that's, I'm going to satisfy myself with that. They're going to do more, they never look to absolve themselves or exonerate themselves. That's called That's what a chassid is. A chassid is somebody who does things not necessarily with a tzivui, something he shvashtes Mr. Ratzin Hashem, not because he's looking for schar, not because Hashem wants Hashem to make his tefillahs, or because he wants and the other interests, because he wants to do that, Ava Hashem. You have to understand that this Bechina of Ava was the requirement for the Binyan HaMishkan. For the Mishkan to have that Tveikos Ba'Kodesh Baruch what was required was a person doing the Ratzin of Hashem. Now, most of us will struggle all our lives with doing what we're hived to do out of year session. Most of us will struggle to be mekabel oil malchus shemay. 
and hopefully we'll get stronger and we'll do what the Ratzon of Hashem is, but there's nothing wrong with a person working on Ahmed's Hashem also. Isaiah used to speak about this all the time, and he would say that a person should just sit in his house, or walk in the street, and think about all the chesed that Hashem bestowed upon him. All the health, all the bracha, all the hatzlocha, in spite of everything he didn't do right. And you know what he should say? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I love you. Now it's very difficult. I've done this many times, and every time you do, you start to second guess yourself. Am I saying this because I'm trying to get on Hashem's good side? Am I saying this because I want Hashem to really give me some extra candy, extra bracha? That's what I'm trying to say. It's very hard to know that. But if a person thinks that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I want to love you. I know myself better than anybody else, and I'm thinking, what are my motivations, really? But I would love to love you, Hashem. I know I should love you. That itself is a maisa of his kashrus and tveikus by Hashem. And then you're supposed to think, Hashem, I'm going to be macabre to do, at the very least, what you want me to do. But then you should think, that maybe I'm going to learn a little extra. Maybe I'm going to come a little earlier. I'll tell you a story. Amazing. Somebody slept most of the day. Missed a first Seder and was resting. Somebody came and woke him up Five, ten minutes before it was time for second seder. The person had a diner, like, how do you wake up ten minutes? Why do you wake up so early for? Why do you wake up so early for? And I think to myself, am I crazy? Could there be something more retarded? No. The answer is, that's the shot. I want such a minimal to do, so minimally to do what I'm obligated, that I feel that if five minutes before second Seder starts to wake me up, in five minutes I can go to the washroom, I can wash my face, wash my hands, I can get dressed, I can go to, to Seder to learn. Five minutes is plenty. There's a guy that tells me, say before shots, when do you wake up? Seven minutes. So you expect from, if the whole night's sleep, seven minutes to come to Shachras and be there. It means you're such, you don't even want to do the Hechrach. You have no interest in doing what you have to do. It's not shy. It means you look at Chila doing the head, you're not the Ratzin. I'm going to break your Ratzin to be the 715. I'm not to the head, you be the 715. Not even the 10. And there's everything in our lives like this. And we do this with Hashem. We do this the minimal that I feel, I'm not allowed to feel guilty. That's not even you. What if a person would say, I'm going to come five minutes early? You know why? Not because I know it's going to be a big schuss. Not because I know if I'm sorry, shine him. 
I'm going to get, get all the schar connected kulam, and not because I'm going to do it just out of a ma'isav. Even if you do it one day, that's also av. That's also av. Do an act of love to your parents one day, it's also an act of love. I, the next minute, you talk back to them, you muschats up to them, that's what people are. People are like, love. They, they keep on going back and forth. They switch. They don't, they don't have to stay steady. But a person has to understand that there's a concept of HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying, if you want to have his kashras, you want to give me nachasurah. Hashem says it's nachasurah. It's amazing that Hashem even created such a Hashem doesn't need any nachasurah. Rabu Beria, Shebaroba Lomi Hashem says. Yisroel Hashemachoy Aspoir Hashem says, look at these creatures that I created. The Oyser Nachasurah, I tell them to do this, and the Medactic, in Achila, in Brochus, in Tahar, in Tumor. Kadishboruch, that's Nachasurah. Kadishboruch appreciates. Now, of course, if you do things that Kadishboruch appreciates, it's definitely bring you Brochus and Slochus. And if you go to the other extreme, you're going to be mafki yourself. For me, if you're doing the rocks in Hashem, it's definitely not going to bring you bracha v'atzloch. So let us be mechazik ourselves to do, at the very basic, the rotsin of Hashem, 100%, like it's a job, and at the very least, to do things once in a while out of Africa.